Welcome to another episode of the All Things Reality Podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV, including Big Brother, Survivor, The Challenge, and more. My name's Champagne, and I'm joined with my co-host, Slaith, and we are back with another challenge, Double Agents Recap and Review for Episode 6. In this week's episode, we saw a challenge comparable to a final and the falling out between a powerful duo. Champagne, get us started. How did this episode open up? So we start off this episode with a little bit of drama, a little bit of stir in the pot. We see Teresa kind of in fire this entire episode. And we see Teresa, she knew about Anissa, that she was going into elimination. We knew that the plan was to get her and Tori against each other. But Teresa never told her or gave her a heads up that, hey, you might be going in. And so Nani went and told the vets about Teresa. They said, we can't trust her. She's playing both sides. And then decides that Lolo and Teresa are going to have a little one-on-one conversation. But things really start to get heated. I think just a conversation with Lolo, I think she's just a very intense person. You know, she was questioning Teresa. She was saying, where are your loyalty where are your loyalties at? And Teresa was like, I'm not telling you, that's my business. You know, she didn't want to exploit her game to Lolo. And so we kind of see that escalate a little bit into something more. And I just don't think Lolo in an argument is a good situation at all. Something that I don't really understand when I'm watching the challenge, because I am a new fan uh, and a new watcher, is when people get so upset that people lied to them. I mean, I get it. It's real life and people are lying to each other and and that can hurt. But like, I feel like almost every single episode, it's a constant theme. Like this person's a liar, that person's a liar. And Lolo kind of blew it up for no reason. I don't understand why she did that. Uh, She could have used it to her advantage. And honestly, in the end, by starting this fight with, with Teresa, it just made herself look worse. And it might put a bigger target on her back going forward, and I don't know how much she thought she thought it through. I agree. I feel like Lolo could have maybe gotten on her side, and instead of, you know, working that angle, she worked the angle of kind of, like, attacking or interrogating. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that's a good point that you brought up. But um, on to our next, we see... Oh, this, this challenge is so... We see so many players leave. Pretty much every episode, a challenger or two has left. And this one just absolutely breaks my heart. And just hearing Leo's story about, you know, his mental health and talking about how waking up every day with a group of strangers just reminds him of when he was in a group home. And, you know, we didn't really know this information. You know, he's a rookie, so we didn't know much about him. But hearing this, it's just... It breaks my heart. Yeah, it's really hard to watch, uh, especially for me. I actually knew who Leo Rush was coming in. I used to be a wrestling fan. I'm a little bit nerd thing. I don't really tell people that. Um, But it was hard for me to watch because you could see that he probably wanted to be there so bad. But when you're in the situation, especially during a pandemic, it can be hard. He left his pregnant wife at home. He didn't know how they were doing. And it can be hard in the situation, especially when you're in a house with so many people that you don't know. And he said it reminded him of being in a group home. First, I had no idea you were a wrestling fan. Wow. Yeah. I guess I learned something. <laughs> I don't tell people that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was in middle school. It was in middle school. 
But I was really excited to see him this season. And, you know, he talked about, you know, I flip guys twice your size. And we've never had a wrestler on the challenge. And I was so excited because I feel like he was very, um, he was very, he was not considered a big threat. And I feel like he would have surprised a lot of people. But we also see the scene where he's talking to his pregnant wife at home. And I feel like maybe he's just, um having, being a little homesick, you know, his wife's pregnant, and this was filmed during, you know, we're still in the pandemic, and this was filmed Mm -hmm. all in the middle of that, and mental health is super important, I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot, and you know, we see, this isn't something where it's like, I just miss my girlfriend, I just miss my boyfriend, whereas last season, in Total Madness, Jenna wanted to leave the entire season just because her and her boyfriend got into an argument yeah it's that like is that. just not ex- I, it's just unacceptable i mean if you're here to play for the challenge come to play but this is a totally different situation and even tj says you know this isn't a quitter situation this is important this is bigger than the challenge um you know work on it and we hope f- the best for him Yes, and then following Leo's departure, we saw his partner Gabby get paired up with the rogue agent Devin to make a new pairing, and then we saw the daily challenge, which was the smuggle run, uh, equivalent to honestly a mini final, where we saw a five-mile run uh, across the, the streets of Iceland with that huge thing, I don't even know what you would call it, a capsule, that huge capsule that they were holding on their shoulder together. <laughs> and first, I want to bring up that I... <laughs> Devin brought up like his pairing with Gabby and he just said the words we are arguably the most attractive pair and I just thought that was so funny Uh (laughs) and um no this challenge I always love it because it comes mid-season and it is comparable to a final no but I loved seeing this challenge you know every season midway we always see this mini final and you get to size up your competition who do you want to run a final against? Who do you not want to run a final against? And put that into your strategy. You know, this competition, they had endurance. They had stamina, strength. And, you know, it surprises me. A lot of pairs did really well that I didn't think that they would do really well. And some pairs didn't do that well. But we see in the first checkpoint, you know, they use the capsules to climb up and over the wall. And I think the second checkpoint was really interesting to me they had a puzzle and you had to line them up so then each row was equal to 38 and it's something where it's like it's math it shouldn't be that complicated but I know maybe in the stress of things in the situation you just your mind gets all mind boggled but only three teams were able to complete that challenge and right off the bat that's ridiculous It's so ridiculous. I don't understand. Is it really that difficult? Are these people just that dumb? I just don't understand. Is it because they're reality TV stars? It it doesn't make any sense to me because maybe (sighs) personally, as someone who would be better at a mental challenge than a physical challenge, if I were on a reality competition show, it kind of pisses me off that people are just allowed to time out and move on. I didn't know that only three people had completed it. Only three people? How does that... I don't understand 
like the math was already halfway done for them. Like the pieces of the puzzle were some of them were already attached to each other. So half the math was done for them already and they couldn't even get it done. And the fact that they were able to just time out and move on is kind of ridiculous. And we saw even Anissa and Fessy, they didn't even get to catch up. Yeah, and um the the only three teams that completed it were Ashley and Corey and we knew Ashley is amazing at pu- puzzles. We've seen it in the past. Every puzzle Ashley is known for. Ashley and Corey, Jay and Teresa, those teams set themselves apart because all the other teams timed out and they had to wait 15 minutes. So they were able to get that 15 minute gap from, you know, first and second place and the rest of the bunch. But what was so interesting also is that Ashley and Corey had the lead and they actually went the wrong way. And, you know, at we see Jay and Teresa wins by comparable seconds i don't know maybe it was like 15 seconds it was i believe it was like 30 seconds oh yeah but it was so close and in my mind if ashley and Corey didn't go the wrong way at first easily would have be would have won the challenge but i think jay and Teresa really surprised me yeah because the thing about this kind of challenge it's not about who's the biggest who's the baddest it's really about who has the best endurance And we saw that two people who might have appeared to be a little bit scrawnier, maybe a little bit skinnier, were able to keep up and win over everybody else because they had that endurance capability. You see that comparable to someone who was on the Ultimate Beastmaster in Nam and a former Olympian in Lolo. They cannot even handle it, even though they are physical beasts. They are people who compete physically for a living, and they couldn't even keep up with people like Jay and Teresa, who are reality television stars. I mean, obviously, everyone does physical activity outside of it, but they couldn't even keep up. And speaking of the Olympian and uh, the Ultimate Beastmaster, what was up with Lolo and Nam this episode? They seemed like they were not with it at all. They were so out of it, and it could really come to bite them in the butt, because we used to see them as winter picks we had them as winter picks and now they seem to be struggling a lot as a duo and we've seen that it really could hurt one of them or both of them going forward and when i first saw this mini final my first thought is lolo and nam are going to do great they're physical specimens and i thought this was in the bag and surprisingly they came in lower of the pack not last and let's talk about fessy and anisa they came in dead last and i knew I thought Big T was going to struggle, and Big T did, but Fessy and Anissa came in last, you know, beating CT and Big T, beating Devin and Gabby, beating Amber Amber M and Michi, and that was just surprising to me. I feel like something that we don't notice as a viewer is that the height disparity is really a crucial factor between partners in this kind of challenge because that's why we saw teams like Fessy and Anissa or Big T and CT struggle because often the taller, stronger person is holding the top of it and then the smaller, shorter uh, partner is left to hold most of the weight because the gravity is weighing down on them. But then you see a team like Jay and Teresa, they were able to evenly disperse it because they were similar height, but then a team like Fessy and Anissa, Fessy's at almost like a foot taller than Anissa, so she's left to hold all of that weight that is is weighing down on her. Yeah, and Jay and Teresa, they came in second place last time. I think that 
they are proven to be a strong team that I think kind of no one expected. So I'm excited to see how they'll do in the past. They have great team chemistry. They get along very well. And let's talk about Lolo and Nam. They were at each other's throats that entire time. I mean, the communication was off. Nam felt like Lolo was just arguing at him, not talking in a nice tone. And then Lolo thought there was no communication on Nam's end. Just wow, what seemed to be a great pair is just really going downhill. Yeah, exactly. I had said this earlier that we saw these two as a force to be reckoned with. We saw them as this huge, strong duo, even though they haven't won any challenges together. Even up to this episode, we saw them as this huge threat. But their team chemistry is so whack, it's so off. Uh, Lolo is kind of disrespectful to Nam. He was just trying to to talk to her and talk her through it, but she she just wasn't respectful to him. And there's no way I could see them running a final together with that kind of miscommunication, right? I agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's hard to watch when I wanted them to win so bad, and you see, you see Lolo kind of talking down to Nam. She has a a partner who English is not his first language, and he's trying his best. But she seems like she was just not understanding of that, and she was trying to push him beyond his limits when he was not prepared for that, he was not ready for that, and he was just trying to get the the challenge done. And she just kind of wanted it her way and only her way, and she didn't really care about what he wanted to do. And we even saw them try to work it out. You know, we kind of see, we saw this like team therapy and we saw Big T kind of in the middle of it. And Lolo and Nam were just going back and forth and it just seemed like nothing was accomplished. And, you know, Lolo was upset because they didn't finish strong as a team. And Nam's like, well, we didn't come in first. You know, we're two seconds away from the, you know, crossing the finish line. It just seems like nothing is getting accomplished. Maybe next episode we'll see more. Um... But no, I, I I don't know how this team is going to work out. Yeah, I don't get why Lola was so pressed about finishing strong. <laughs> what was her obsession with finishing strong? I get it. She's an athlete. She's a former Olympian. But come on. The challenge is over. You're going to spend this entire session freaking out over her wanting to finish strong when Nam was over it. You, He's holding that big ass thing. He doesn't want to keep holding it. He's over it. And you keep saying, oh, we should have finished strong, Nam. I'm an athlete. We got to finish strong. Give him, a, give him a break. Give my man Nam a break. He was just trying his best. And he the, the competition was over. You had already lost. Why still freak out over it and cause this big scene? And she kept bringing up the point that she's always played in team sports, team blah, blah, blah. We are supposed to be a team. But she just does not work well with people at all. I feel like she comes off as very confrontational, very argumentative. Um, and I feel like she needs to work on that. And I'm not sure if Nam is the right partner to, you know, be a yin and a yang. I mean, we see CT and Big T, they complement each other so well. They kind of, their strengths and weaknesses go hand in hand. You know, they're able to help each other out. But Lolo and Nam just not going anywhere. Yeah, and what's so interesting to me is kind of like opposites attract in a way, you know, we see that Big T and CT, they're opposites, but they're kind of killing it as a team, whereas this duo of Lolo and Nam that we thought would be so strong, maybe they're just too similar in their butting heads. Uh, but moving on past that, we saw the club scene where uh, everyone was trying to politic their way out of being put into an elimination. It was right before the house liberation. Um, Nani was kind of on the verge. She really thought that Teresa wanted her as the house vote because of their previous rivalry from other seasons. Uh, and then we saw Jay uh, talking to Kyle and he told him, no, nah, don't worry. If I put you in, I'll give you a heads up and 
Ashley was kind of scrambling to try and get out of elimination herself. Yeah, we saw, I mean, Ashley going around. She called herself Paranoid Pam. She talked about her intuition and that how it's barely ever wrong. And I don't blame her for that. I mean, she clearly was the target. Um, Nani and Teresa, you know, last time Teresa was on the challenge, which was... 10 seasons ago, they left on a bad note. And it's been 10 years since Teresa's came back, so she thought maybe the rivalry. But um, yeah, this scene like just fore- foreshadowed what was going to happen. You know, Jay saying, hey, Kyle, you're good. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game. So I respect it. I see it from a game point. But from these challengers, I think they take it extremely personal. And I feel like the reason why that is, is because it's not like Survivor. It's not like Big Brother where every season is a new cast. The challenge is always returning casts. So if you break their trust, and if you come back on that challenge next season, you're still going to have that broken trust. Whereas you establish something really good, you establish a friendship and alliance, you can carry that within next seasons. Um, Whereas like Big Brother, if you cross them and they get eliminated they're out of the game. That's it. You don't have to worry about them. But if you cross them in the challenge, you're going to have to deal with that for this challenge and more challenges in the future. Yeah, that is a really good point, actually. Uh, But moving forward, uh, we saw the House Liberation. And in the House Liberation, straight up, first things first, Leroy said, no, I am not going to be putting in Ashley. Don't even try me. Ashley knew she was a big target. She was trying to give her plea to try and stay in the game uh, and not get put back into that elimination. Uh, And then once again, moving into that vote, we saw burn votes. I don't understand it. Maybe because I'm someone who is a big Survivor fan where the numbers game is so important, you rarely see burn votes in a show like that. So in a game like this, it's so crazy we're seeing so many burn votes. Yeah, and... Ash, I think Ashley made an amazing case. And even Amber M was trying to come back saying, oh yeah, you know, strong people gas out in the finale. And Ashley goes, well, thank God I've never been that person. She talks about her record. She's been to the finale three times and she's won twice. That's a great record. Not a lot of people can say that. And I felt like she had a very strong argument. And it just, unfortunately, the cards weren't in her hands. But Week after week, we see these burn votes, and I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I think it should be, it seems like it's rookies versus vets, and all those vets should have voted Amber M, because that's what Ashley wanted. So you just got to go with the votes, and I just don't see why these burn votes are doing absolutely nothing. They're not hap- They're not helping Ashley. And when we saw she went down to elimination, she talked about the burn votes, and she was like, why do you guys keep doing the burn votes? So she notices it, she recognizes it, and she called everyone out for it. And you know what's funny? It's kind of like in like a real election in, in like the U.S. when people say, if you're voting third party, you're basically throwing your vote away. And that's kind of what happened with this. Ashley's saying, if you're not voting with me, you're basically voting against me, even if that vote's not directly Pretty towards much. me. Mm-hmm. So... And I felt so bad for Ashley. I love Ashley. I wanted to see her go far. She had the second chance. And she only really had one chill episode. And she was so close. In hindsight, as an Ashley fan, it's really hard to watch how close she was to winning that uh, double agent challenge earlier in the episode. 
And then the whole house blindsides her, basically. And as you said, the, the rookies were able to once again swing the vets to vote with them to get control and get what they wanted down in that elimination. And then we saw Killa Cam was blindsided. She has a really good elimination record of, like, what, one loss yep. and ten wins? So it's crazy. She she was blindsided as well. She wasn't told ahead of time. And honestly, the, the whole thing about getting super upset that you're not told about, that you're going into elimination, I mean, I get it on one hand. But on the other hand, like, this is the game you're signing up for. So everyone needs to get a gold skull. And for Cam, this challenge definitely benefited her in the way that she's longer, she's taller, she's a longer reach. So she was able to reach those rings way easier than someone like Ashley was. So... I get the frustration of being put in and being blindsided, but at the same time, everyone's got to go in there. Everyone's gonna get the gotta get that gold skull, and I love Cam, uh, but it's just like it seems like that's a constant notion that everyone is so pissed off that they're put into elimination. But that's the game that you're signed up for. That's what the challenge is, and that's what you signed up to play for. I don't know. That's just how I see it. I agree, and I know Jay and Teresa talked about when they were in that secret vote and they saw Ashley and Corey. They said. Don't tell anyone that we're going to keep this a secret. And I get it. From a game perspective, I get why you would want to keep it a secret. Because if they're blindsided, they are more on edge. They're more flustered. Whereas if you give them a head up, a heads up, they can prepare for it. So I see it from a game point why they would want to blindside and take a strong competitor out. But um, yeah, we saw you know, Teresa go to Cam and say, hey, I know you want a head, I know you want a headbanger. If that is, I'm going to put you in. And she kind of said, she was kind of trying to build a trust saying, if this is an elimination you want and you think you can win, let me know. And if not, I won't put you in. But that, she just completely went against that. And she was thinking from the get-go, Cam's going in no matter what. And, I mean, Cam ended up winning at the end of the day, and everyone seemed blindsided. And I, I'm i kind of confused, because if everyone was blindsided, who did they think were going in? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's so funny to me, because maybe just Teresa has a better read on the house than everybody else, or some of the other people, because she said from the get-go, Ashley and... Cam are not with me. And if you're not with me, you're against me. So I got to get those two in there together against each other. But Cam somehow was super blindsided when Teresa wasn't fully transparent and didn't let her know ahead of time that she was going in. Cam, I think, might just think that her social game is so good. Maybe she automatically thinks that the vets are sticking together. But Teresa hasn't been there in a long time. So she doesn't owe anybody anything. It's kind of like Survivor. You don't tell the person in Survivor that you're voting them out. You kind of want to blindside the person that you're putting in there. Because if you're saying their name, you don't want them coming back into that house. And that's just kind of how it works. And also, <laughs> I keep thinking back to the scene of TJ. When he was explaining if it's a girl's or a guy's day. And he said... This is especially important for the guys. And you see Kyle get so nervous. Like, remind you, Kyle has his skull. You know what I mean? If he can escape elimination, he makes it straight to the finale. And then Ashley, we see Ashley give the middle fingers up to everybody. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. And then he said, for your partners to go in. And then the girls are upset, of course. I just, I love TJ so much. That was so funny. But this was an interesting challenge or elimination. I've never really seen anything like it. You know, you're hooked up to a harness and you have to create that 
motion of swinging back and forth put six rings onto six different poles and Cam just got the hang of it much quicker than Ashley. Ashley just seemed very scrappy and I don't think it, it was an easy elimination at all, but she just seemed very scrappy. We saw her even try to toss the rings on the poles and then they just ended up falling to the ground, which if she had to go and grab that, she would even lose even more time. And you know, by the time Cam had like five rings, Ashley only had three. And Cam's a beast. Like you talked about her record. I think she's like 10 and one. That is insane. You do not want to go against Cam in an elimination. And it proves why she's called Killa Cam. Yeah. And as I said, it is so hard to watch this as an Ashley fan because she's so fun to watch. This is only my second season watching the challenge. And I think she's hilarious. I think she's great TV. And you could just tell from the get go that this kind of challenge really benefited Cam. Cam's longer, has a longer reach, and Ashley just was not as focused. Kill a Cam, she's Kill a Cam for a reason. She was in the zone, she knew what she had to get done, whereas Ashley was a little bit flustered, she was kind of yelling back at the people, she was dropping her rings, she was just not as into it as Cam was, and it really paid off because Cam kind of killed her, as Kill a Cam says, um, and then, unfortunately, it was so hard for me for the second time this season, we saw Ashley Millionaire Mitchell be sent home from the challenge double agents. And if she would have won that daily challenge, she would have been completely safe. And think I about know. how the tables would have been turned. Because it looked like Teresa was the house target for that week. And surprise, out of every team, Teresa wins safety. And so I think the tables would have been completely turned if Ashley won you know, Ashley and Corey won that daily challenge, I think Teresa and Jay would have been the house vote or gone into an elimination. So it's just crazy. If Ashley and Corey didn't take that wrong turn, they mo most likely would have won. You're so right. But instead, we saw Ashley go home. And then following Ashley's departure, uh, we saw Cam had the choice. She could have either stayed with her current partner or switched things up and got a new partner. But Instead, she decided to stay with Kyle, which is a little bit interesting of a choice because she was stolen from her original partner earlier in the season, and she seemed a little bit hesitant. But, I mean, things are always changing in a show like this, so the team dynamic is obviously working because they now both have gold skulls, so maybe she just thought she was feeling the vibe, so she, she, stayed, she stayed with it. And we saw pretty much... We saw this cut, you know, Darrell was like, hey, pick me. CT was really regretting that. CT really wanted Cam to pick him. And I thought for a second, maybe Cam will pick CT. And I think that team dynamic would be literally in the finale. But, I mean, now that both of them have their skulls, it'll be interesting to see if they are a target or they aren't. Because if they don't go down to elimination, they have a straight ticket to the finale, which is great for them. But maybe that'll put a target on their back. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. But Corey is now a rogue agent. And I know I talked about this last episode, but man, the thing Corey has gone through. So Corey lost his best friend, Nelson. He broke his trust with Fessy. He lost his original partner, Tori. And then he lost his partner, Natalie. 
And now he's lost his partner, Ashley. It just seems like Corey just has a really unfortunate season. But, I mean, next girl's elimination, he'll get to see his partner. And, I don't know, best of luck to him. Yeah, he called himself the Black Widow. So it was just kind of funny because every single partner he's had so far has been sent home, (laughs) regardless if it's been an elimination or a reason outside of the challenge. So... Moving on, what were your thoughts of this episode? I thought it was a pretty good episode. It kept me hooked. I liked the elimination besides the fact that Ashley went home. Yeah, I loved the challenge. Like, the, I just liked seeing where everyone was. I thought it was pretty interesting. And um, seeing where everyone fell. And the blind side kind of came as a surprise because I feel like we weren't blindsided as an audience, but it seemed like everybody in the house was blindsided. And now it seems like Jay and Teresa are going to be targeted. So talking about predictions for next week, I think Jay and Teresa pretty much burned their bridges with pretty much everyone in the house. Um, Most likely they're going to be either the house vote or they're going to be called down to elimination. Lolo and Nam, I feel like that is just a downwards battle. I have no idea how they're going to do. The thing is, with eliminations, you're an individual. So I feel like they won't have, if they were to go down to elimination, Lolo could absolutely dominate. I think Nam could absolutely dominate. Um, Individually, I think they're strong competitors. But together, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic carries out through more challenges and maybe they want to switch partners maybe their strategy is hey lolo's like i don't want nam as a partner let me go down get my gold skull and then let me switch partners with someone else i don't know yeah i definitely feel like we could see either lolo or nam whoever gets the first chance to volunteer themselves to go into an elimination individually so they can get away because it's kind of like a toxic relationship they're both kind of breaking each other down uh long term I think that we could see Cam do very well. She has her gold skull now. She has that ticket to the final. And people are going to be scared to face her in an elimination because of her insane track record. Uh, Other teams, I feel like maybe short term for Teresa and Jay, that target that they have on their back could grow bigger uh, because of their moves that they made this, this week. So we could see one of them go down into an elimination next week. But also it could benefit them in the sense that having a target on your back can give you the opportunity to get that gold skull that other people might not get. So if they can work it in a good way, they might be able to use that target on their back to their favor and to their advantage. And I feel like there's a lot of rookies left too. Like I feel like all the girls' eliminations have been big threats, but we still got the rookies. We still got, I mean, Big T's not a rookie, but we got Amber M, we got Gabby. We also talked about Ashley and she said, wouldn't your strategy be put in a weak rookie and volunteer yourself so you can get that quote-unquote easy skull. So there's still a lot of game to be played left. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Casey. I think Casey is a very strong competitor as well. Lolo. And then we got, I mean, a couple other rookies too. All right. Well, that wraps up our challenge episode six recap. Let us know what you thought about this episode and what your predictions are for the future of the season. We have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what we've made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. You can find me on TikTok at LOLLath and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at All Things Reality 
podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week with another challenge episode recap. <laughs>